Yesterday we began the discussion of warming up food for Shabbos, and we know that although as long as one is not actually cooking on Shabbos, he's not violating an Isidereisa, still when it comes to having hot food on the flame going into Shabbos, the Chachamim were afraid, Chazal were afraid that one would end up stoking the coals, increasing the heat on the fire in order to hasten the cooking process to be able to have hot, uh, good-tasting food, fully cooked food for his Shabbos meal. So based on that, we discussed that perhaps the food is already partially cooked. That would be enough to mitigate the risk of someone going to stoke the coals on Shabbos. That was a machlekes between Hanania and the Chachamim. The Hanania said once it's already partially cooked, like machal ben Rusay, the way ben Rusay would eat, if it was that level of cooking, which is either a half or a third cooked, so then one can be megal, you could leave food directly on the flame. The Chachamim said no, that it has to be fully cooked, and only then would a person be able to leave food on an open flame. How do we pass it? So the Shulchan Aruch says, just repeating this from yesterday, the Shulchan Aruch says, we are machmer, that the food has to be fully cooked to the extent that leaving on get, makes it worse. If leaving on improves it, it, you would still need to do some type of covering. We'll see what that means. But the Ramah says, no, the Minigan Klaus role, for Ashkenazim at least, is that as long as food is partially cooked, either half cooked or third cooked, that would be fine to leave it on open flame. The Achreinim debate this. The Mishabrura says one should try to be machmer like the Psak of the Shulchan Aruch, like the Chachamim. But the Chazanish and many others say no, we go with the Ramah, and therefore one can be mekel if, as long as the food is partially cooked. So we said that the truth is, we're going to see that for most most families, this anyways is not so practical because you typically have a blech, you typically have things that are covered anyways, but in halakha, one could definitely rely on the, on the chazanish and be makel and be lenient and leave food on open flame once it's partially covered. Is it a great idea? Probably not for many reasons, as we'll see over the next few shiurim. But there is the opinion of the chazanish, although many like to be want to be machmir and fulfill all the opinions. So that was one way of avoiding the takana or the concern of shema yechata. There's another way to avoid this. This is mentioned in the Gemara in the first parak of Shabbos, that if one puts a kedera chaisa or a, a chaticha, a piece of meat, that's a raw piece of meat inside into a pot right before Shabbos, so in that case, there would be no concern that you would end up stoking the coals because there is no way this piece of meat is going to be ready for your Friday night suda, seemingly in the Gemara, and therefore there's no concern you're going to be yechata begechala, meaning it seems like the concern was you're going to hasten the cooking process in order for you to be able to serve your guests your main dish Friday night. But if the food is anyways not going to be ready until Shabbos day, it has 12 hours to cook. There's no concern you're going to be nervous and start stoking the coals. So therefore, there's a halacha that's brought down in the Gemara, found in the Rishonim, and the Achronim called a Kedera Chaisa, a raw piece of meat that's put into the oven right before Shabbos. That would be fine to leave on an open flame. The Gemara, the Rishonim even say, even if you have one raw piece of meat put into the into the food, like a like a challenge, you put a raw piece of meat right in, right before Shabbos, that would be fine. However, there's a famous psak of Rav Hankin Zetzal, and many of the other Paiskim from the previous generation pointed this out, that our ovens today could cook in a very short time. One could 
have a uh, you know a small piece of meat could cook it an hour a roast could take two three hours but still you can have it for a Friday night suda a person is bu- busy singing kalbach and shul Friday night he could come home two three hours af- after uh, his wife lit candles so yeah it happened so therefore we should no longer rely on this heter of a raw piece of meat being put on an open flame right before Shabbos that is one reason to avoid relying on this. Additionally, if a person has a raw piece of meat in in the oven, so he's going to get into many questions of, of closing the oven on Shabbos. Let's say a person has a challah in the oven, and he also has a raw piece of chicken in the oven, and, it's, and, and the oven's on. When you open the oven and you close it, you, you have a much more serious question that you're hastening the cooking as opposed to your regular oven shilas. So that would be another reason to avoid having raw food or food that's not fully cooked uh, on your blech, on your oven. That's another reason to avoid relying on the concept of Kedera Chaisa. Another discussion mentioned, it's, it's more of a weak argument, and that is that we light candles, you know, 18 minutes before Shabbos, and by the time Shkia comes, by the time sunset, food that was raw, that was put on the fire, is already somehow cooked. So theoretically, it's not going to be raw going into Shabbos. So there are various reasons why the contem- contemporary place can say that's not really a concern. When you like candles, you're Makabal Shabbos. There's a lot, lot to discuss. If the husband wasn't Makabal Shabbos, maybe he's going to stoke the coals. There's a lot to talk about. But basically, for these reasons, we typically would not rely on the heter of Kedera Chayasaf. That's the only heter we're relying on, meaning we're not going with with the other heter we're going to discuss, of covering of blechs. So we're only relying on you have an open fire and just a pot, regular pot, and you're putting a raw piece of meat on it. So, Bizman Hazem, most Poiskin would say, let's avoid relying on the heter of Kedere Chaisa. The one time we could discuss relying on this would be a crock pot. Why? Because a crock pot is designed to, to, uh, to, to cook slowly. And therefore, typically, you put food in right before Shabbos, it's not going to be ready until Shabbos, uh, Shabbos afternoon, Shabbos morning for your, for your uh, Shabbos Suda. So, therefore, you probably do have the same heter of the old the Gemara of Kedera Chaisa. Additionally, there is a sheet in the Rishonim that even if the food will be ready Friday night, if it's not meant for your Friday night suda, meaning, let's say, Chalant, if you don't have any yeshiva boys in your house, if it's meant for Shabbos day, then since I already decided I'm not using it Friday night, there's no concern I'm going to stoke the calls. Now, this she, this opinion is not accepted in the Ahronim. We look at the Chayadam. It cl- clearly says it's not accepted because you might change your mind. You might decide on fr- at Friday night, oh, let me hasten the cooking because I want to eat it now for dessert. So it's not accepted, but one could use it in con- you know, as a tziruf, as a uh, in conjun- conjunction with this heter of Kedera Chaisa, raw piece of meat. So therefore, by a crockpot, one could probably be makel. Additionally, we'll see that a crockpot might already be considered covered. So we'll see exactly what the, the halacha will be. But this, the Gemara of Kedera Chayso, doesn't really lend itself to, to heterim in our time. Okay, so we already went through two different ways of avoiding the gzera of Shemi Echata. One of them was... If food is already cooked to a certain degree, either fully cooked or half cooked, or if it's totally raw. A third option, this is mentioned in the Mishnah, is if a person would do grufa If you do something to the fire, so that would allow you to leave food on the fire. So what exactly, what exactly does grufa uktuma mean? So if you uh, look at the Rishonim and look at the Gemara, you <clears throat> grufa means. You uh, 
you uh, shovel out, look at Rashi, Rashi on the Mishnah, Lamed Vav, you yigrev hagecholem, you, you shovel out the coals, so that would take away the heat source, basically. You leave some coals there, but you basically would shovel out most of it. That avoid that takes away the heat. Or katub means, Rashi and the Gemara, you take ashes and you put it on the gechalim, you put it on, on the coals. So that's two different ways of doing something with the fire, and that allows me to leave food on the fire going into Shabbos. Now, what does this do? What exactly does shoveling out things or putting ash on the coal, how does that help? So there's basically three Three different opinions found in the Rishon. And Rashi seems to go with that you cooled off the fire by putting ash in it. You cooled it off. So by cooling it off, now you showed something that you're not going to be busy with this fire on Shabbos. Some type of heter that since I cooled it off, we're good to go. Another way of learning it, the Ramam says, is it's, it's a sea look. As if I showed I am not dealing with this fire anymore. I'm not, And then it comes out that I'm not going to increase the heat on Shabbos. The accepted opinion by Rabbi Shafeinstein and many of the other Ahorinim, they say that this whole concept of Gerufa Tumor was just to make a hacker. This is found in the, in the opinion of Rabbi Moshe Kayin. He was a, either was one of the Bali Toys who lived, lived in, in that time. He was a Talmud of Rabbi Natam. So he says that the whole point of Gerufa Tumor was to do a hacker. That I should remember, either before Shabbos, that I'll remember that this food is not to be... Uh, you don't play with this fire on Shabbos or even on Shabbos itself. When I come back and look at it, I see there's, a, there's something there. The, the fire is covered, and that is enough of a deterrent, and therefore I won't stoke the coals on Shabbos. So how does this play? How does this come out when it comes to modern, you know, modern-day devices? So we're going to see that there are potentially two reasons why this whole discussion should not affect us anymore because we don't use coals, we don't have that type of fire. We'll see that when we discuss Bidiyavid. You go to someone's house, they didn't cover the flame, they didn't put anything in the crockpot, can a person eat from there? So we'll discuss perhaps these opinions that are not really accepted, but as a Bidiyavid, we always try to find uh, kulas in Beshas uh, Chak, so we're going to discuss that perhaps with electric devices and the, the gas ranges that we have, perhaps this, there's no longer a concern. However, the accepted opinion is that we still have to cover the fire. If you're putting raw food on, the, you know, raw or partially cooked food, you would have to put something on the fire. So from this, we have our, what we know as a blech. A blech is just a Yiddish word for a piece of metal. You, you could call it something else, whatever you want to call it. But you take a blech, you put it on the flame. So according to... Uh, most of the Paiskim, not the Chazanish, but everyone agrees, not everyone, but most agree, that putting a blech on your fire, that would fulfill the condition of Grufok Tuma. So once a person has a blech on their fire, they have a hecker. They, they now show that something different here. You wouldn't put a blech during the week. You only put a blech for Shabbos. So it's a hecker that there's some type of blech on the flame. And therefore, I can leave food on the, on the flame, on the fire. I don't have to start figuring out if it's partially cooked, half cooked. Does it taste better when it's left? I don't have to be dealing with any of these things. I put the food on, the, on a blech, and I'm good to go. So that is what we do. Now, there is a discussion of what has to be covered. So there are three different opinions. One opinion is that you have to cover the fire. That is the opinion of the Shmir Shabbos Kalchasa and of Shlomo Zaman Orbach, Zetzal, and that is the accepted opinion in most of Klai, so just cover the fire. There's another opinion that Rav Aaron Cutler said, and I heard in the name of Rav Salavechik Zetzal, that one should cover the knobs. You don't have to cover the fire, just cover the knobs, because that's what you would 
increase. You increase the temperature by turning on the knobs. And then there are those that that uh, that, that say you should cover both. Ramosha Feinstein says lechatchila cover both, but he really held that all you need to do is cover the the fire. So when it comes to stoves, if a person is covering both, you have to be extremely careful not to use one of those blechs that come down on top of the top of your knobs. If your fire is on any significant temperature, you're going to melt the knobs and it could be dangerous. It probably is dangerous. So I would be, uh, you know, relying Shmir Shabbos Chosser, Shemaz Zaman Orbach. I want to be Machmir to take out the, take out, remove the knobs before Shabbos. So that is your classic blech. So Amir Tashem, next week, we'll get into many other applications to these halachas. Cover, do you have to cover a hot plate? What about a warming draw? Sous vide, crock pot. We'll get into all these different things that people use. What about an oven? How do you do grufog tumon oven? You have to cover the oven. What are you covering? So, Mr. Shem, we will get to this Monday morning.